Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second season of the Positive Sports Report for the 2023-24 school year. We'll be covering middle school athletics for the San Juan Unified School District. I'm your host, Dana Smith. I'm the middle school athletics director for San Juan Unified School District, a teacher and a coach at Carnegie Middle School, and a certified trainer for Positive Coaching Alliance. In this episode, we're going to discuss our partnership with Positive Coaching Alliance and what it means to create a development zone for our middle school athletics program. We also have an interview with fellow certified trainer for Positive Coaching Alliance and the author of LEAD, a coach's playbook on how to positively impact the world through love, effort, attitude, and discipline, Levi Nelson. Let's roll. San Juan Unified Middle School Sports partners with Positive Coaching Alliance to build a development zone where each leader is a single goal leader who understands that creating a development zone culture is the most important leadership task. Each coach, as trained by Positive Coaching Alliance, is a double goal coach with the goal of winning and the second, more important goal of teaching life lessons. Each parent is a second goal parent who leaves the scoreboard to the coaches and athletes while focusing relentlessly on the life lessons a child takes away from sports. And each athlete is a triple impact competitor, committed to impacting sport on three levels by improving oneself, teammates, and the game as a whole. In a development zone, events have a different meaning than they do in the larger entertainment sports culture. An unfavorable call by an official becomes an opportunity for athletes to work on resilience. A coach who keeps weaker athletes on the bench is seen as shortchanging his players. In the development zone, coaches find ways to get kids into games. Setbacks and mistakes provide an opportunity for kids to learn to struggle. There's no better place for kids to learn to struggle, adapt, and overcome when things don't go well than in sports. And the scoreboard is a key ingredient in the recipe for developing better athletes and better people. But it isn't everything or the only thing. So we look forward to our continued partnership with Positive Coaching Alliance as a way of keeping our sports positive. For our first episode of our second season of the podcast, we have um, just a fantastic guest. He is a fellow certified trainer for Positive Coaching Alliance and the author, 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 of LEAD, a coach's playbook on how to positively impact the world through love, effort, attitude, and discipline. And we have Levi Nelson with us. How are you doing, Levi? Oh, better than I deserve, Dana. Better than I deserve. <laughs> I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Oh, it's it's great to have you on. I'm, I'm glad we, uh, we were able to put this together. Um, I, I'm going to give them your, your bio from our Positive Coaching Alliance page. Okay, sure. so they see all the things you've been able to do. Um, Coach Nelson holds a doctorate in sport and performance psychology and two master's degrees in sports science and curriculum and instruction. He spent 14 years coaching high school football, nine as a head coach. He's a secondary school teacher, college professor, coach developer for USA Hockey, and stadium tour guide at Lambeau Field for the Green Bay Packers. As a Niners fan, I will try not to hold that against you, but I'll, I'll do my best. It's hard. His past professional experience includes time spent with the Cleveland Cavaliers, Cleveland Indians, and the U University of Akron Athletic Department, as well as the Walt Disney Company. It's a lot of stuff. You're a busy guy. Yeah, we were talking before we started, like 
it's uh, I'm very blessed to have been able to just be a part of, of so many cool things. So, um, I don't know, anytime you ever feel a little uh, down or, or whatever, you're like, man, look at all the amazing things I get to do or that I have done. Um, just turned 36. Uh, so, uh, you're, always say the you're best a young buck. Yeah, the best is yet to come. But yeah, I've yeah. been very blessed. That's great. Um, so let's start off with a little warm-up question here, right? Um, which talent would you most like to have? Ooh, which talent? Um, I, I would say this. I, I feel like my my best attribute is my discipline, right? So I, I share, <laughs> share with everyone, like I didn't even have a piece of cake at my own wedding. Uh, wake up at 3.57 every morning. I feel like I'm a very disciplined person. Uh, but, um, I was not born with the physical gifts to become a professional athlete. Now, any professional athlete has to put the work in obviously. Uh, but I feel like with my discipline, if I was six, five, 260 pounds or whatever it was, uh, I'd be one heck of a football player or, um, you know, whatever professional sport it is. So it, can I say that? Can I say physical gifts? Absolutely. Hey, as, as somebody who played offensive guard at 165 pounds as a senior in high school, I'll, I'll go with that answer. Totally. Great. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your own sports background. Sure. So I grew up uh, in a very small town in Ohio. I played high school football uh, and my senior year, I was the captain of our team, but similar to your story, I, I was a 200 pound offensive lineman. Um, and, and I can look back now and see that my teammates voted me team captain because of my effort. Uh, I never missed a single day of football from middle school all the way through high school. Just uh, I, I'm an effort guy, right? Uh, and when it, it came time to go to college, there were not many offers on the table <laughs> for, for my <laughs> services. Uh, and I wanted to go to a big school. So I went to the University of Akron and I said, I, I, I want to be involved in athletics. How do I do that? Boom. I said, I'm going to be the mascot. So went to Akron. I was Zippy, the kangaroo for four years. I was uh, going to say, aren't they the zips? Yeah. Yeah. We, we won the capital one mascot of the year uh, during my time there. So I said, this is how I can become involved in athletics sort of as, as a volunteer fun opportunity. But I started working in the athletic department and through a, a bunch of different opportunities uh, went and and earned my uh, master's degree at Akron in um, in coaching education, and I was a GA there for the Department of Sports Science and Wellness, and it just kind of put me on this path. and And I'll never forget, Dana. One day, I'm taking a general education class, and and at the time, I was a radio and TV major, right? I thought I was going to be the next Ron Burgundy and go on the news. And uh, <laughs> this this guy walks into the class, and I looked at him, and I said, I want to be you when I grow up, right? He's wearing the sweats. He's kind of got a little grizzled beard going on. And I'm like, this guy, oh, he's awesome. And he was a high school football coach. And I said, wow, I, I love high school football. I've been out of it a few years. Can, can I come? You just volunteer this season. Uh, and that was it. You know, as soon as I became part of the team, um, it's hard to leave a team, right? Once you become part of it. And uh, so that's kind of how I worked my way up from, from assistant coach. Uh, eventually, I felt in my heart it was time to start applying for head jobs. Uh, and then I became a head football coach in 2014. 
Uh, I served at Rittman High School for four years, and then I, I moved up in the ranks, took another head football job, uh, and then finally uh, came here to Green Bay, Wisconsin, uh, where I was a head football coach here at Green Bay East High School. Uh, and then, you know, along with sport, I got involved with the Positive Coaching Alliance and uh, now doing some work with USA Hockey. So I uh, love sports, but more importantly, what the platform of sport offers young people. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It's a, when I started coaching wrestling, I I held off for a couple of years because I always knew as competitive as I am, it would it would take over. <laughs> yeah. And it sure. did. And and here we are, you know, 25 years later and and still doing it. But it's and that has more to do with the kids and, and what we're able to to work with them on and teach and and help them grow as as human beings. And also why I, I was drawn to positive coaching alliance and be able to teach those life lessons through sport and and build upon more than just playing a game, right? It's it's way, way more than that for sure. All right. Your uh your book lead, which is excellent, by the way, as I've been picking Thank through that. You. And I have sticky notes all over it sticking out the side of it so just just great work um and totally on like my philosophy and the way i look at doing things but um you state that all coaches must understand that coaching character through sports does not take additional time it's not something you should be adding to how you coach it's simply how you should be coaching every day your foundational philosophy determines how you conduct yourself on a day-to-day basis and when, when i read this it just flashing lights of two critical components from um, the work that I was able to do at University of Missouri in their positive coaching program. I mean, getting my master's and Dr. Orr, who ran the, the program, would repeatedly repeatedly focus on values-based actions with a foundation built on core values in this idea of how by doing what, right? How are you going to get that done within your values? So talk about how coaches can do the work necessary to their foundational philosophy or core values, and then use it to conduct themselves daily or how by doing what? How, how do we make that that happen? Sure. So in the book, uh, I, I share with coaches how to formulate their own coaching philosophy, right? Based on the process I went through to formulate my own coaching philosophy. And in this work with the Positive Coaching Alliance that I do, there's this awesome trainer. Her name is Pam Harris out of, out of Baltimore. Uh, but she does work on a daily basis, uh, helping organizations and teams come up uh, with, with uh, culture. And she asks these questions and she asks me, she says, hey, what matters to you, right? That's number one. Number two, why does it matter? What makes it hard? And finally, what are the tools and strategies needed to you know, essentially, what does it look like when I come to practice, right? So again, I go through the process of this is how I came up with my own coaching philosophy. I want you to formulate yours. I think one of the biggest errors, Dana, is that a, a well-intended coach will have a playbook for offense, for defense. You know, if it's football, they'll have a playbook for special teams, but they don't have a playbook on how to you know, how to institute, how to, to, how to foster the environment they wish to create, right? They, they hope it comes together. They say, oh man, I wish for this great environment. I think what they're lacking is an actual playbook. So, so one thing that, that we started doing, so again, 
the the point of the book is for you, Dana, to come up with your own coaching philosophy. And I share why that is so important because it's got to be genuine to who you are, right? Lead, L-E-A-D, that works for me. And I, man, that influences every decision I make, right? Every action I take as a coach, as a man, but for you, maybe not so much. Maybe it's something else, right? So we try to go behind the scenes and for you to come up with your own coaching philosophy. But I do share with coaches, hey, this is what I believe in. And, and why I like it so much is because uh, not only does it sound good, in my opinion, right? Love, effort, attitude, discipline. But then I take readers through the sports psychology behind it. Hey, it's actually proven to work. <laughs> so, so not only does it sound good, but it's proven to work. And it means a lot to me because of the experiences I have had. But I go a long way to answer your question now. Uh, when you finally come up with your coaching philosophy, one way that we made sure that we were going to put this at the top of our list, our practice plans as coaches every day had a theme of the day. So on Monday, our theme was love. And we, we wrote it at the top of the coaching, you know, above what offense we were going to run, what defense. We said our theme of the day is love. And then I asked each coach a question. I said, how are you going to, to show love today in your coaching? What are you going to do? And then Tuesday, our theme was effort, right? And we said, okay, our theme of the day is effort. How are you, Dana, going to show effort today? What specific way, right? And then Wednesday was attitude. Thursday was discipline. And then Fridays, we would bring it all together with lead, right? So you could take that a lot of different ways. Um, but we were very cognizant of this is what we were trying to do. We were trying to use football as a platform to teach character to these young men and women that they're going to take with them into the workforce one day, take into the classroom, take home, right? That's what we're trying to do. So if that's what we're trying to do, we need to put that at the front and center. So that's just one way um, that we were kind of always on top. And we, and we have, I, I share some examples in the book, you know, um, I was blessed to have some young, energetic coaches. So on effort day, you would see these coaches running from drill to drill, you know, racing the kids or, or a push-up contest. But, oh, my goodness, I, I've seen coaches say, you know, today's love day. Um, you know, I'm going to, you know, uh, bring in ice cream sandwiches or something like that after practice. Just something small. But, again, I think sometimes we get so busy as coaches that we're focused on the X and O's and we, we mean, well, we say, yeah, this is what I'm about. I, I love this, but then, you know, snap your fingers and practice is over. And, oh my gosh, I didn't get that, you know? So for attitude day, one of our coaches, he would say, you know, I'm, I'm going to give 25 fist bumps today during practice. I'm going to count them off. Right. Once I get to 25, I've done my part. Right. But I'm going to make sure I get those 25 fist bumps in. Um, and then sometimes it, it might be something after practice, right? Where we've had a coach say, I'm going to send a YouTube clip to every one of the kids in my position group of maybe their favorite player or something, but just something that takes extra effort for me as a coach, because I want to show that to our players. So again, that's, that's kind of um, one, you know, one part of the book. And those, there's so many huge points you're making there. Um, probably the most important. And I mentioned with the idea of, of values-based actions, right? So here are my values. Now, are my actions based in those values? If I'm saying that I value effort from you, 
then I should show you that I value effort, right? That it's not about the wins. It's about, are you trying? Are you trying to grow and get better as a player and as a human being, right? It's in everything we do, not just that football or that wrestling or track and field, whatever aspect it is. And, and one thing I really make sure that you just pointed out that I, I point out anytime I do a workshop for Positive Coaching Alliance that if when we're looking at winning and being successful in that frame of mind or performance, I would put it that way, we know through the research that positive coaching brings out the best performance in, in human beings, right? In, yeah. in athletes or anybody else. We know through the research, if you, if this is the way you treat people and focus, you will get their better, best performance out of them. And, and they will be better in the long run for those actions. It's, 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 it's almost, you want to call it the magic of coaching, right? When you see your players, your athletes, just growing as human beings, not just as people, it's, you, you mentioned the book, you know, I'll let you know how successful I was, you know, 10 years down the road. And, and I totally see that, you know, we, I got on zoom with you right after we finished camp today. And, you know, we have eight kids from the high school here helping us. And that shows, you know, they value giving back and they have a gratitude for what others have done for them in the process before. So they come in to do the same thing. That means more to me than anything that, that happens, you know, it, it, with them later on down the road, that they're, they have those values as well. And it's just, I, I get excited when we start talking about this kind of stuff. Cause I just, and you know, as well, how powerful it is and how, how it really um, helps other people and, and helps us contribute to our community and what we're doing, you know? Oh, absolutely. So I've, I've mentioned, and, yeah, oh, no, go ahead. I, go ahead. Well, Sure. So th there's an actual thing called positive psychology, right? Like right, it's, right. It, it's a science. It's been the, the first class and, we took in our master's program. <laughs> yeah. And, and so when I started on this journey of getting my doctorate or earning my doctorate rather in sport and performance psychology, the very first class I took, the first book they gave me was the positive coaching Alliance book. And I'm starting, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I got made it like a chapter in, I just started ordering copies for everyone I knew who coached. Uh, and I said, you've got to start like, this is an actual thing. Right. And the other thing I would say about positive coaching is it's fun to be around, <laughs> right? Like it's gosh, show me program a and program B and you've got fun, energetic coaches and group B. Um, I I'll take that every single time. Right. Like that's, Absolutely. that's the environment that I want to be around for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've mentioned in, in a past episode that I'm, I'm a huge fan of Joe Ehrman. Just the, the, when I get asked what book should you have on yourself inside out coaching, if you're a coach, it's a have to have to have. Um, and he says to his team, our job as coaches is to love you and your job as players is to love each other. Um, so this, this next question is one that actually comes from your book, right? And how can we coach um, um, to form loving relationships within our team um, where coaches and players truly care for one another? Yeah, well, thanks. And before I answer that, I will say, love me some Joe Ehrman, right? So if anyone is listening, I actually recommend his other book. It was written Same by a gentleman life. named... Yeah, Jeffrey Marks called it Season of Life. And I just to share a, a story on that book, Jeffrey Marks in the book, he talks about how men or, or young kids rather really don't know their fathers for the most part, or at least he didn't. He would talk to his dad about the, the you know, the baseball game and what the score was and this and that. But that's kind of where it, it stopped. And that is one of the reasons, Dana, that I wrote this book. I said, I want to leave something for my children 
you know, when I am gone from this earth, I would love for them to be able to look at this thing and say, oh, that's what my dad was trying to do, right? That is what he was thinking at this time. And that's why we moved from Ohio to Green Bay. And that's why we, you know, that's why we did these things. Um, so yeah, I strongly recommend Joe Ehrman to anyone listening uh, and that book uh, by Jeffrey Marks. But you, you asked the question about how does a coach form this loving relationship? And in the book, I write that love is spelled T-I-M-E. That's how you spell love, right? It's it's a lot of work. And I think coaches would say, and you hear it in the locker room all the time, like, I love you guys. I lo-. Do you really, right? Like, is that genuine? Is there a sacrifice being made? Um, so is so it I, transactional or is it transformational? Correct. We can get in that idea, right? Another Joe Ehrman thing. So, so one thing that I do in the book, Dana, that might interest some listeners is I, I talk about, okay, these are the four core characteristics that are important to me, love, effort, attitude, and discipline. And what I find is missing from a lot of, of, of uh, teams is they say, yeah, these things are important to us, but again, we don't have a way that, that we do it. So I go through the the actual playbook and say, okay, here is how we tried to foster love into the athletes under our supervision, right? Here's how we tried to create effort. Here's how we used positivity. And finally, here's how we taught discipline. So so I kind of give you a playbook with that. But one thing I found as I wrote the book that I found was so interesting is yes, there is a love section. And, you know, we talk about specific ways we would try to create love. But then when we went to the effort section and I talked about how we created effort, it came back to love in that section. And I think that's why I I enjoy the lead acronym so much because love comes first. It's the first thing in that acronym, right? It's the, to me, it's the most powerful word in the English language. It's the the best motivator there is, is love. And I'm so happy that came first. And for me, you look at the middle of that acronym, the E and the A, those are things that we have control over, right? Our effort, our attitude, it's not easy, not easy at all to have a strong work ethic every single day and to be positive. But ultimately, we do have those choices. And I would point anybody to that book uh, by Viktor Frankl, right? A Man's Search for Meaning. When you talk about choosing to have a positive attitude, holy cow, (laughs) right? Like, I never want to complain again after reading that book. And then at the end of the acronym is discipline, which kind of brings everything together, right? So, So in the book, I talk about, okay, here's one way that we try to foster love. Coaches meet with kids. And we find out uh, their one word. Now, this is a book written by Dan Britton and John Gordon. It's called One Word That Will Change Your Life. And I kind of expand on the book. I, I show a lot of different things that we did to tap into each individual's motivation. I'll tell you this, Dana, it takes a lot of time to do that stuff, to sit down with every kid and to and to do all the things we did with that one word. But then again, I told you, we, we go to the effort section and I'm talking about, uh, we did these things. Uh, it was called competition Friday where on Friday, we never, we never lifted a weight or we never ran on the track. We just competed in everything. We divided the teams up and 
you know, it didn't matter. It could be a relay race. It could be a game of uh, dodgeball. We even, you know, at some point we chugged Gatorade, you know, like it was going to be a competition, but this is the coolest part. And this brought tears to my eyes when I'm writing the book. I, I, I came across some of these old pictures that I forgot even existed back, you know, from 2014, 15. And I see this picture of, of a young man who, I mean, he, he couldn't have weighed a hundred pounds soaking wet. And there are seniors embracing him, hugging him, and the joy on their face because that young man won the challenge for their team, and he showed effort in that moment. And his teammates recognized that, right, and applauded him for that. So when I look at that picture, I said, yeah, we're trying to to create effort in this moment, but then what what came because of it? Love, right? You see these moments where, where the teammates are celebrating each other and, you know, hugging on each other and just this joyous moment. And that's so important too, because, uh, you know, we did not win a ton of football games. Like when you introduced me, you didn't say, Hey, here's the state championship winning coach. You know, we haven't done that yet. <laughs> I say, yeah, right. We haven't done that yet. Right. Growth uh, mindset. But, good. <laughs> yeah, at at that particular school, um, we did some good things. But again, moments like that, right, are worth more than anything. Um, so, so to answer your question, yeah, we have a spot in the book where we talk about this is how we try to foster love. But then when you go through the effort and the attitude and the discipline sections, I really think that it all comes back to love. And, and that's, that's why it's, I, I couldn't agree more. I, and as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, we talk about truthful, specific praise, right? So we're, we're praising effort and being specific on what we see, right? So kids know what we're looking for, but to me that, that praise, especially if it's built in those core values, that is love, right? We're, we're, we're praising you for the things that you do well and showing appreciation for it. And, and that's loving those kids and right. And talk about players loving each other that they're doing the same thing. Or as we talk about in PCA, you know, filling each other's emotional tanks, that's, sure. that's showing love for each other. Absolutely. And I'll say, I've never seen anything more competitive in our wrestling room than when we do spike ball. So a lot of times yeah. it's not related to, to the sport at all. Um, when I took on the job as for running middle school athletics for our district, the first request I made was to um, partner with positive coaching Alliance to provide mandatory training for all of our coaches. Um, in your book, you talk about the importance of this type of training for coaches, and I'm sure that you've experienced the value of this training as you do workshops yourself. Um, so talk to the listeners about why this type of training is so crucial as we work towards a positive and valuable youth sports experience for our young athletes. You're a smart man, Dana. You're a smart man for making that your first <laughs> call. Uh, to, to me, it, it's non-negotiable, right? Like if I'm an athletic director, that is the first thing I would do as well. Uh, and I, I would ask, what are the benefits of not bringing in someone like the Positive Coaching Alliance, right? Like, well, sure, you know, financially, um, it, you might be in a position where it's like, I can't even afford a football or a jersey for my athlete to wear. So, so I have to focus all of my efforts there. I, I, I understand, right? But if you're in a position, and even if you have to fundraise and figure some things out, but if you can make it happen, I do not understand why you would, you would not. Uh, I'm one of those that I think if you want the fruit, 
you have to invest in the root, right? It's one of those, you have to be proactive in teaching all of the great things that Positive Coaching Alliance does instead of being reactionary, right? And I've been a part of some athletic departments where things happen and I'm like, man, I, I can't help but think, what if all of our athletes, what if all of our parents, what if all of our coaches were involved in these workshops? Uh, how great would our culture be then? And, and I would say this, I've, I have a four-year-old daughter and a one and a half year old son at, at this time. And at some point they may choose to participate in athletics. I hope they do. And as a parent, if school A says, yeah, we train all of our coaches through positive, you know, coaching and school B says, eh, you know, we'll figure it out. Right. If, if, if something happens, they get suspended or, you know, whatever. I think school A looks more appealing in my opinion. Agreed. I, Agreed. I, I would also say this, and I, I wanted to share this with you. I, I can't believe this, but I so blessed. Um, I, I got to be a part of the Green Bay Packers coaching school this past July. I got to speak on the lead philosophy. It was fantastic. Like my Super Bowl right there, right? To, to be at Lambeau Field, to talk to like-minded coaches about my philosophy. Oh my goodness. Later in the day, I was invited to coach wide receivers at the Packers on the field drills. So again, this is just, you know, put, put a cherry on top of my perfect day. Right. <laughs> and I said, okay, I've got to coach wide receivers for 20 minutes and I, I need to show them some drills that they can take home with them. That was the idea of, of the camp. But I had this idea. I said, you know what? I just came back from this training at, at uh, USA Hockey. And I, I think it, this is exceptional what USA Hockey does. So, so Dana, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but you could be a former NHL player or just a dad who his team doesn't have a coach. So you're doing it. You don't know anything about hockey. Regardless of who you are, you have to go through a class through USA Hockey about how to coach. Not necessarily skills and drills, and here's the perfect you know strategy to use. It's about here's how you teach, here's how you explain, here's how you demonstrate. And oh my gosh, this was such a fantastic uh, experience for me. So I said, I'm going to take some of that information, and I'm just going to share it to these coaches at the uh, at the Packer School. And it, I had it on my practice plan for just two minutes. I'm going to spend two minutes out of the twenty, and. So I wanted to talk about this is the proper way to explain and demonstrate a specific drill. And USA Hockey does this. And number one on the USA Hockey is something I had planned on just breezing over. Number one, it says plan out what you're going to say. Okay. And I, I really kind of wanted to get to some other things on, on my agenda, but I just, you know, I, I had a, a dry erase board and I wrote it up. And very casually, I made the, the comment to my first station of coaches. And I said, yeah, on your practice plan, you should not only know what you're going to do, but kind of write out, you know, exactly the words you're going to use. And I saw a lot of coaches kind of writing stuff down on their tab. And, and I kind of was curious and I was looking around here. Most of the coaches did not even use a practice plan for practice. and that. I was like, wow. Right. And when we think of, and this is not a knock on those individuals, Dana, so many youth coaches, middle school coaches, high school coaches are doing it 
because they they want to help, right? It might be their son or daughter, and they don't have another anyone, right? So it's like, oh, I want to help. Or it's the situation where it's like, hey, if my daughter is going to play hockey, I want to be the one coaching them, right? I want to make sure that I'm the one in, in charge doing it. But things like the Positive Coaching Alliance, and you mentioned this earlier, but just, you know, charting for positive things during practice. You know, PCA just kind of mentions that in one of their workshops, like, hey, kind of add this to your practice plan, this positive charting thing. But I think so many times organizations would say, oh, well, you know, we have expert coaches and hey, I'm telling you one thing. If you go through a workshop with not only PCA, but with other organizations as well, um, you're going to find coaches who can find something to, you know, to implement into their program. And that, that was kind of my idea with this book. I said, yeah, I want to leave something for my kids, but I think this can help coaches, right? If you look, if you go through this, you're going to find a couple things that you say, yeah, I could add that into my current circumstance because not everything is going to, you know, help you where you are, Dana, but maybe one or two things are right. Right. Um, So for me, it's like, you know, I'm not the same person I was five years ago. So if I go through the same training each and every year, um, chances are maybe last year, I didn't hear something that I did this year and vice versa. Um, Another thing I would say, and this is, I know some of the work that you're doing, some of the work that I want to do that PCA does is having a trainer meet with the coaches themselves, I think is so vital. I, I This was my experience at, at a school I was at. The school district paid a lot of money for a character curriculum that was given to someone above me and supposed to get to me, the coach, but you know what? It never did. It never did. And, and I, I say that just kind of my heart breaks because I know there are school districts out there trying to do good things. Right. But it's like, that's why I kind of, I I like what PCA does because they bring trainers, you know, like myself, like you to to meet with coaches, right. Who are trained to do this. (laughs) Um, So anyway, I kind of got on a tangent there, but it's a no brainer to bring in an organization like PCA or to go through some sort of character workshops. You know, this book that that I created, I hope that maybe somewhere this this finds a coach, you know, in California or or here in Wisconsin who says, yeah, you know, I could take my staff through this, you know, during the off season or or whatnot. Um, I just I I think it's so critical that if you want the fruit, you got to invest in the root. You got to walk. Yeah, and, and I think that hits really hits a nail on the head of one. It sets a tone for your organization. If you're going to do that training and, and put some of your scarce funds into doing that, it sets a tone that this is important to us. But also on the other end, if you do have problems with the coach, you have that fallback. Like, look, that's not the way we do things here. Yeah. We do things in a positive manner. Yelling is not going to cut it. Swearing at kids is not going to cut it. We're we're going to be positive and we're going to teach life lessons as we go through this process. I had, um, he's a dad who's a coach in our, our youth program and he was at our camp today. And literally right before I, I got on with you, he stopped me and said, hey, are you going to do those PCA workshops again this year? Because I invited our youth coaches to come in as well, since they're they're feeding our district programs. 
Um, I said, well, yeah, we, we do it every year. It's required. And he goes, yeah, I'd love to come again. I got, you know, it, it got my ideas back to where, you know, I know they should be and gave me some great ideas. He goes, for example, just having a written practice plan every day that that's, I can't believe how powerful that is. I go, yeah, one, it makes you think about practice Two, It shows kids that you care because you took time to write out a practice plan. And then it also saves me 800 questions at the beginning of your practice of what are we doing today? Because it's posted up on the board, right? But it's just those, and you talk about this a lot in your book, it's these little things that we do that aren't extra. They're part of us doing the best job we can as a coach and, and keeping that positive aspect with it. Dana, you also, I, I thought about this while you were, were talking, and I, I write about this in the book. From my experience as a high school coach, you know, I'm coaching with love, effort, attitude, and discipline, and we talk about it every day. And there's a lot of things that that I detail in the book. But not every not every program in our school was uh, had that same mindset, right? We had some coaches who, I mean, it breaks my heart, but would you know share obscenities with the players? It's just how they talked, right? And they would they would exchange these obscenities, and um, you know didn't seem to care about some other things. And that's very hard when they're transitioning from season to season, you know, because I feel like a player says, Oh, I have to act a certain way around this coach, or I have maybe to try to fit in. I, I act this way around a certain coach or, you know, so uh, that's why it's right. so important to bring someone in to speak to your whole athletic department to get everyone on the same page. Absolutely. Could not agree more. Um, and you've mentioned this a little bit already, and I think this is really a, a huge part of your work that you did. And the, most authors will tell you what they do, right. Or what others do like here, here's your cookie cutter formula for doing this. Right. But, um, I really appreciate that you include tools to help coaches go through that process on their own. Like you said, lead isn't for everybody. We have an acronym. We use RTA as our, our mm-hmm. acumen. And that's, that's just something I believed I could I could build core values on, and we can go from there as well. Um, so most importantly, here, like let our listeners know how they can they can get a hold of your book. Sure. So I, I use Twitter a lot, uh, and you can find me at at r Levi Nelson uh, is a good way to message me on there or whatnot. Uh, I also have a email design just for questions like this. It's Coach Levi Nelson at gmail.com. Uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, you can find me through the, the PCA website too, if you type in Levi Nelson, but to find the book, just go on Amazon and type in Levi Nelson and lead comes up real big. Uh, I have a website, coach Levi Nelson.com. It's, it's a work in progress, uh, trying to get it there. I need a, uh, <laughs> someone to help me out with, with that kind of stuff, but uh, <laughs> essentially you can grab the book at Amazon, just type in Levi Nelson. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at R Levi Nelson, or uh, go to my website, um, coach Levi Nelson.com email me at coach Levi Nelson at gmail.com. Yeah. And I, I highly recommend the book. It just like you said, I think if you can take that with the coaching staff and go through that process together, and that opens up these discussions of what are we about, right? Yeah. We play football, but what are we about, right? We play basketball, but what are we about and go through that process and and get to those core values and what you're trying to achieve as coaches. Well, Levi, obviously you and I could sit here and, and talk for hours and hours and hours about this stuff. Um, and I really appreciate you. I, everybody to know, I, I met Levi on a 
virtual training institute where we ended up in a breakout room together. Um, and I really appreciate him. I follow him on Twitter myself, and that's kind of how we connected to do this. So I recommend that you do the same and get out there and purchase the book. Um, and Levi, I, I really appreciate you being here. Thank you for taking the time. Yeah, Dana, keep fighting the good fight. You're doing amazing things. I love uh, keeping up with your work too. And 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 to everyone listening, everyone who knows Dana, uh, you're lucky that um, you know he, he's involved uh, with what you're doing there at San Juan uh, because man, like <laughs> it, it's just the right way to do things. So I appreciate you, man. And thanks for having me on. And uh, we'll uh, have to do this again sometime. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, thank you, sir. Big thank you to our listeners as we start off our second season of the Positive Sports Report. I also want to thank Positive Coaching Alliance trainer and the author of Lead, a coach's playbook on how to positively impact the world through love, effort, attitude, and discipline, Levi Nelson, for joining us in our first episode for season two. Cross country will be the first sport of the school year. Practice begins in September, so check with your school about registration requirements and start dates. This month's shout out goes to all of our middle school coaches who took time out of their summer schedule to run athletics programs at Pasture, Churchill, Arden, and Carnegie. Thank you for your dedication to our middle school athletes. The Positive Sports Report is supported by the Performance Connection. Unlock the full potential of your youth sports organization and athletes with positive coaching and mental preparation. Learn how to stay focused, positive, and motivated with help from the Performance Connection. See the services available from the Performance Connection at theperformanceconnection.com. Please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast service and follow us on Instagram at The Positive Sports Report. Until next time, let's keep our sports positive.